Hello everybody and welcome to another awesome episode of PodPass. Tonight we're talking about Nicktoons versus Cartoon Cartoon. That is Cartoon Network from everybody in the late 90s, early 2000s. This is Jordan along here like always with Brother Brandon. I almost said adios. That's that's at the end of the show. Yeah. You hello. Say, oh, hello. <laughs> is adios your catchphrase? No, I was just, for some reason, adios just yeah. came into my headspace for some reason. Because, because you and I are not as cool as, as our other friend, Ryan, who has a, a catchphrase. And best friend, Ryan. Hello, everybody. There He's making go. merch already. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody, t-shirt. Get these hands versus... <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. So, we are talking about Nicktoons versus, well, Cartoon Network, but... Cartoon, cartoon. Cartoon, cartoon. Uh, this, uh... This was a very, very fun time in my life. What? Uh, I mean, I grew up with Nickelodeon because Cartoon Network didn't come out until the l- mid late nineties. Uh, well, they didn't. They didn't start their their the cartoon cartoons their original lineup until the mid nineties. Before that, it was repeats like old Hanna Barbera cartoons like the Flintstones and Magilla Gorilla. Um, which is all under their banner now, Boomerang. Boomerang, yeah. Which even now. Cartoon cartoon shows have now transitioned to Boomerang on syndication. My wife said the other day, "Hey, we have Boomerang." I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what that was." And she told me, "I haven't got a chance to look at it yet, but now I know." Yeah, it's a bunch of old school cartoons. It's yeah, really, yeah, it's the stuff I used to like watching when I was a kid. Yeah, Nickelodeon does the uh, splat on Teen Nick from like ten o'clock at night till like five o'clock in the morning. Oh, you get the '90s run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it all like all that and Clarissa explains it all? I haven't all. seen those. It's Cousin mostly... Skeeter. Do they have Cousin Skeeter on there? It's none of the it's none of the live action. It's all uh-huh. Doug, uh, Ren Stimpy, stuff like that. Cool. So right off the bat, I am a Nickelodeon guy. You cut me, it was orange. <laughs> I mean like It Nick... was green slime. Tomato tomato. I mean, yeah, because you also had the orange blimp and the orange logo and all that stuff. I was Nick. Nickelodeon Nick, 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 Nick. Nickelodeon. Stick Stigley. (laughs) That was his name. I kept thinking his name. I I was trying to think of what his name was, and it kept coming to, like, Mr. Stickman. Yeah. But I was close. Stick Stigley. Motherfucker still hasn't wrote me back. (laughs) Because he... Stick Stigley's show was on the same time as MTV's TRL. It was the same concept. Yeah. Instead of music videos, it was cartoons, and, and Stick Stigley was Carson Daly. Well, Nickelodeon had this thing too. They uh, they started doing this thing where they wanted to imitate certain formats for children. I mean, all that is essentially a kids' version of SNL. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and uh, and you could write to Stick Stigley. The only way he could do is write, and he would read your letter on air, and he would play their episode that you want. Because this was before the popularization of email. Yes. Electronic mail. Yeah. And I say, can you please play my favorite? I wrote it. My mom mailed it. She probably didn't. <laughs> That's why he never wrote to me. Uh, but I said, can you please play my favorite Rugrats episode of all time? And that's when they play chocolate milk football during the Super Bowl. Because that's a classic. Hmm. Uh, I never that did. googly-eyed bastard. Yeah. So, no, I was not a Cartoon Network guy. I still am not a Cartoon Network guy. There was a year or two in the early 2000s, because I know this because I introduced it to you, was Adult Swim, Brother Brandon, and Adult Swim did Robot Chicken. I was aware of Adult Swim a little bit. I didn't follow it, but I was aware of it a little bit before then. Okay. Only because of uh, Harvey Birdman was another big one. 
Yeah, because I remember the episode that I showed you on um, on uh, Robot Chicken. It is where um, they do the uh, making fun of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And the guy and the, and the elf says, have you ever seen a Yeti have 50 pounds of cocaine burst in his belly? And he starts freaking out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, not not still to this day. Don't care about anything about Cartoon Network. I've never had an interest in it. I've watched probably an episode of each shows that we're going to talk about today. Other than that, I can't tell you anything. I was see when I look back on it, um, I I like the Nicktoons more than I like the cartoon cartoons. I just think they're funnier and they're zanier. Uh, but I was I was a Cartoon Network guy because, like I said earlier, they had the old school cartoons where you could watch Looney Tunes, um, Tom and Jerry. They had all the Hanna-Barberas, Jetsons, Johnny Quest, Flintstones, all those those old ones from the 60s and 70s. See, it was, it was a three-way for me. I had to have Nickelodeon, I had to have Cartoon Network, and I especially had to have Kids WB. Those were the big three for me. Did you guys, Saturday morning, did you guys ever watch one Saturday morning? Oh, yeah. yeah. Was ABC's? that ABC? Yeah, ABC. That's when I realized that uh, that uh, Doug uh, Doug was in high school at that time. Well, that's Disney's Doug, and I don't like Disney's Doug. Yeah, when um, I made the transition. Yeah. And they had BB Bluff High School. Yeah. And the, and, the, and the building was the shape of her, of her head. Yeah. Yeah. And I then there was that. one episode, I remember one episode of that where they blow up the school. Or no, no, they're, no, never mind. They don't blow up the school, sorry. That would be, that'd be drastic. Yeah. Uh, put that on TV. Um, they, they, there's The school's in lockdown. And since BB owns it, because her parents are so rich, um, that she has a satellite, she has access to the satellite on her laptop that can unlock everything. And then I think it's Roger gets overexcited and hits this button, and it blows up the satellite. And I remember being 12 years old, watching this, and then the punchline uh, is... Uh, they ask her, uh, and I'm not, I remember, I don't remember the line exactly, but they ask her, why would you have that button on your computer? And she said, because I can. And I thought, this is just awful. Yeah. It's, <laughs> 12 it's years great. old. This is awful. Was it, was it, wasn't Goosebumps also part of that? No, that, that was, was uh, Kids WB. Okay. Wait, that was Kids, I thought, uh, it don't matter. I was say that was Fox Kids, but it don't matter. They don't, yeah. I, there's there's nothing like oh, that anymore. Yeah, is there Saturday morning cartoons now? Is it is is that still, is that thing still going on? Or? Well, I mean they have some. They, I mean uh, Cartoon Network's got some really. I don't, I don't know any Nickelodeon cartoons right now, but I, Cartoon Network they got some pretty good ones. Like Adventure Time is really fun. Hmm. Um, Amazing World of Gumball is pretty good. Yeah, but and, that's all for us, right? Adventure Time is not for a twelve year old. Uh, was it regular show? That's a good show. <laughs> that's pretty. I mean, You're like, right. I mean, Goosebumps is Fox Kids. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, so my but. But my question though is that is there any more Saturday morning cartoons on, on oh, network television? Oh yeah, no, sorry, no. Back in I want to say like 2005, somewhere around there, the FCC changed regulations on what early morning program can be, and it had to be more educational, less less fictional. So stuff. no more Spider-Man, X-Men. So when that happened, you uh, they they um, just did away with morning blocks. On, on like broadcast channels like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, they also have they'll probably run old like old episodes of popular shows, but like ABC, Fox, um, and the W or CW now they won't do that. Isn't that fucking terrible? Because like when we were growing up, Saturday morning cartoon, we were excited. It was the one reason to get your ass up at six o'clock in the morning to watch Spider Man and X Men and all those shows. And now my I daughter used to get won't sad when I would miss Pepper Ann. <laughs> Coolest girl in seventh grade. Too cool for seventh grade. Oh, too cool. I thought. There's a lot of things here. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna remember. Like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, I was, I was Nickelodeon guy, and 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 it wasn't, 
ew, I hate Cartoon Network or nothing like that. It's just the way the um, cartoons were drawn, like uh, Johnny Bravo, uh, Samurai Jack, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. You know, those, there's, I mean, Ed, Ed, and Eddie was, animation was weird to me as a kid. See, I, really, I didn't like that squiggly. Squiggly stuff. See, yeah. I really like, so talking about Adult Swim, because uh, that was, that became popular when I was 11 years old, 10, 11, uh, you're slightly older. Um, they had the show called Home Movies on there. And mm. the, the, where like the main character, Brandon, he makes movies with his friends. I can't remember the fat guy, fat boy's name and the, the black girl, I can't remember their names. But they have Coach McGurk, wonderful character. Uh, played by the guy that, uh, that does uh, Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love him. Um, oh, John Benjamin? Yeah, H. John Benjamin. Yeah, H. Yeah. John Benjamin. Um, and that is Squiggly Line. So that didn't bother me. The, you see, that's why I never got into Aqua Teen Hunger Force because everybody's like, this is great. I'm like, this show's terrible. I think I'm not a fan of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I mean, like, people swear it's amazing. But, I mean, it's also um, Cartoon Network didn't have the proliferation or the, like, the access like Nickelodeon had. When it first started, because you were you were born eighty seven, mm-hmm. right? So they launched their original lineup when you would have been four. Yeah. So it'd been right around your your age. It was time. perfect for me. And when when things like Dexter's Laboratory and Johnny Bravo, um, I can't remember the other big one that was a cartoon cartoon. Well, I mean, Ed and Eddie was you had. Well, those well Johnny Bravo, um, Dexter's Laboratory they they launched in nineteen ninety six. So you would have been I don't know if I you was would, nine. Yeah, I don't know if you would have been too entrenched with your Nickelodeon I was I was a hard I was getting into Action League Now at that point and what now Action League Now oh, oh Action oh, League Kablam. Now well it was originally an Action League Now show first and then it was on Kablam well yeah I mean that's where yeah. it got its popularity yeah it Kablam. yeah so I mean like I was more into that I was I was pure Nickelodeon but anywho but Brandon I have a feeling that you were more Cartoon Network weren't you no I was like the three I named off mm-hmm I, I was that kid who loved all three equally because each ne- each uh, network essentially had things I loved. So it's like I was always back and forth through those three, trying to make sure I caught up on, you know, got my all real monsters, and then I would hurry up and flip and make sure I'd get Dexter's Laboratory, and I would quickly flip again and make sure I get Batman the Animated Series. It was it was all over the place. Well, then let's talk about Nickelodeon real quick. Let's talk about our monsters because that's one of Brandon's favorite shows of all time. Yeah, yeah, one of the favorite cartoons. Um, this started in '94 and went all the way to '97, and it lasted four seasons, which is I, th- if I'm remembering right, I think that's the standard back then for cartoons. You can't a cartoons only if you could get yourself to four or five seasons, you were solid. Besides Family Guy, Simpsons, South Park now. Right, um, but no, this uh, this show follows three main characters. Uh, you've got the, the the female of the group, the one who's skinny, black and white, with big red lips. Her name's Ablina. You got the, uh, the fat chubby one that always, uh, big blue lips, held his eyeballs, and always had stinky pits. His name was Crumb. And then you had the shy one. He was always one of my favorites. His name's Ickus. He's all purple. And one of his things is, um, early on in the, in, the se- in the series, he's very shy. He doesn't come into his monster form yet. But when he does become monstrous, he grows and gets huge, almost like the Incredible Hulk, and just gets nasty and violent. And I don't know. It was it was probably one of the first things to, for me to get introduced. It was an introduction into horror or horror esque monstrous things. Yeah, it was one of my first. Probably, oh man. I even picked up the complete series, which you can get now through Shout Factory. They have the entire series on DVD. So I've been going through that too. Hmm. 
What about you? Were you a fan of Hot well, Rod Monsters? I, I don't remember much from Hot Rod Monsters. Um, I don't... Mm, I I know I've seen some episodes. I think I've seen the Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. Where they go out. That's, that's, a, that's a famous one. Um, one but I don't remember... First ones. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot from it. I have played the video game. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I f- think it was fun. Don't remember. But yeah, uh, I'm not too attached to Hot Rod Monsters. It wasn't one of my favorites. D, I did have a question though. Yeah. Um, because the it takes place in like a university setting, like it's a school. Mm-hmm. They're at school. How does it compare to Monsters University, the Pixar? Well, I was. I, I'm glad you bring that up because uh, there are a lot of things in All Real Monsters that uh, I've tried to hardcore Pixar fans don't like to admit to this, but Monsters Inc. had to have taken a lot of inspiration from this. I agree with Brandon that hardcore. Oh yeah. Because one of the things in All Real Monsters. One of every monster's assignment is to scare children, and how do you how depending on how well you scare them is how you get a grade. So yeah, they're not collecting screams to power the city like in Monsters Inc. But still, like as a criteria of having to go out and scare children. But there's the Monsters University where they go to school to learn. That's, right. Yeah. I haven't seen Monsters University. Uh, okay. I see Monsters University, and pretty much Monsters University is the whole series, where you have you know a monster who is going to be really really good who is. Like, for example, uh, Ickes is your short, fat, green guy from Monsters. Mike Wazowski. Mike. Where he studies, he knows his shit, but when it comes down to it, he drops the ball. Okay. And Sully? Hmm? Sully Sully. He is... Oh, what's her face? Oblina. Confident. Confident, knows that they're going to do it, no studying around, just just badass. Because in the show, Oblina is the badass. Everyone looks up to her. Like, how she handles her scares is... Is she the one that can turn inside out? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, (laughs) mean, like, I would would, would say in a court of law, Monsters, Inc. and University would lose that battle. Okay. But it's it's such an interesting world, too. I like the fact that... Oof. Sorry. Um... Like like Brian mentioned, it is set up in like uh, a. It's almost like a private school. They actually live there too, and it's their own little economic, uh, like little world. Their currency is toenails. <laughs> toenails. How many toenails you have? Like like monster toenails or human toenails? Human toenails. Human. So when they That's, scare them, they clip their toenails. No, it's nothing like that. It's well, it's basically it's you know how we all clip our toenails and fingernails and, and we just the, toss them. Yeah. It's collected, and that becomes the currency. Okay. Because they their school is located in a nasty landfill, and that's how yeah. they get access and come out of the schooling is through a giant landfill. Gotcha. Now, now outside the school though, did they ever go into the where the monsters live, like 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 the monsters' world, or no? That is their world. Is the school like every the school setting is where they live? It's where they learn. It's where they. It's their safe haven. It's not like an alternate dimension or anything. No, I get that, but it's like, but like, but like, but like our three main characters. Where did their parents live, and they grew up to go to the school? Is there? I mean, the, do monsters live among us? Oh yeah. Did they explain that? Um, well, I mean, they're able to venture out of their school. That's how they get to the kids to scare. Like they yeah. have to get out of the landfill and scurry through the neighborhoods and scare children. So then, a monster family who was raising a kid to eventually go to school could possibly be I believe, their house could be in the crawl space. I see what you're side. saying. I think in a later, I've I'm only almost done with season one. And I haven't gotten anything with parents involved yet. So it might happen later on in the series where maybe they explain Oblina, like the three main characters, their parents. It might. Okay. I haven't gotten that far. They yet. may not because they probably didn't that much thinking to it. But it's just my thought would be like, hey, you know, if this is the world, then I mean, like, do they live? I mean, when they when they graduate, where do they live? 
Is, is there a monster do they, city? Do they have jobs outside? Like, is this pre- preparing them for, uh, like, do they learn how to do taxes, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if the show series ever got that far to explain much. Okay, fair enough. Because uh, it, it only went 52 episodes total. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but I know that you're a big fan of Doug, though. Oh, I loved Doug when I was a kid. Yeah. I I, I remember, like, out of all of the cartoons, I would say I, I remember Hey Arnold the most, just because they played that. Like, that was one that kept in constant rotation. Um, but, like, Doug was by far my favorite. Uh, I think it's, I think it has to do with, like, the tone of the show, where it's not, like, he gets in some wacky situations, but they're not, like, completely out there. They're very relatable for a kid. It's like you can emotionally connect with it easier than you could, like, you know, Cat Dog or Johnny Bravo, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I, uh, I think it um, it presents... I, I think that Bluffington is a very well-defined, like, setting. Like, nothing's just there. It all seems to have a purpose. And when you're a kid, you don't really notice that, but when you look back on it, it does, like... I think it, I think it goes a long way to being... It goes a long way to why we connect, why I connected to it. Hmm. And it's, uh, I like the fact too that um, now there are several fan theories on why Doug is the only white character. Like, but I have always looked at it as it's it's a way for kids to to understand and be comfortable with who you are as an individual. Like everyone is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because the whole like the crux of it is that Doug wants to fit in, mm-hmm. but he can't. Like he's just not built to. Like he he's timid. He's shy. And he just wants to blend in, but his imagination is so wild that which, it just doesn't allow him to. Which works so well with him being the most normally drawn character compared to everyone else. Like Skeeter. Right. Or Roger Klotz. Yeah. yeah. You're right. He is the only white character. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, Son of a bitch. there's some fan theories about uh, Doug being a, a schizophrenic uh, psychopath and that he's conjuring up. Like, that's why everyone is weirdly drawn. That's why his imaginations are so out there. Sure. Quail Man and Quail Dog. <laughs> yeah, got it. The Nemo Toads were always a fun time yeah, when they had battled Nemo Toads. I remember the one episode where he wasted all of his uh, money into a Nemo Toads arcade game. I remember that one. It's called Back to Nemo Toads. Oh, I remember, I remember the episode where he, like, they tell him the Nemo Toads are, like, these big, disgusting creatures that yeah. will hurt him, and he gets really scared, and then he meets one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but there was an arcade game. There's an episode where he's learning the value of a dollar. Oh, okay. And he wastes all of his money at an arcade trying to beat the game back the Nemo Toad. But once he finally beat and got the high score, he had no money to buy BB Bluff something that he really wanted. Hmm. Patty Mayonnaise. What did I say? BB Bluff. You're right. He was in love with Patty Mayonnaise. Yeah. Had your the pick in my head. I, I like the fact that, and the same thing with all real monsters, and the same thing with Doug, primarily most of the time a lot of the stories or settings revolved around school settings. And I think that's, I know that, like with All Real Monsters, when I was explaining how Doug see, how everyone else except Doug is weirdly drawn or different in color, I think that's what makes All Real Monsters interesting too. It's, you have these absurd, heavily grotesque drawn creatures trying to go through the same, they're placed in the same uh, humanistic scenarios that we are sometimes placed going through school. And I think that's, it's not only is it, Outside of being gross and weird, it's a, it's a learning tool, too. And I think I've always liked that about Doug as well. You know, Doug's the reason why that I was that I wanted to try sushi, because of the Grandma Sushi episode. So if that's the only reason why I wanted to try sushi, and that's why I like sushi now. 
Yes. So when people say that cartoons do not influence children, they're wrong. Influence me to get sushi. One of the things I liked about Doug the most was the the music for it. Yeah. Because it's not like anything. It's not like anything any other cartoon you mm-hmm. ever you ever listen to. Because it's it's when I looked it up, it said it's it's composed of mostly mouth sounds of just a guy like popping and stuff, which I think is incredibly interesting. Um, yeah, I like cool. Doug. His sister was annoying. Judy. Yeah. Judy. She, she was, was a hipster a, before yeah, she hipster. Was a, she was uh, a beatnik. Yeah, she was. She was definitely early '90s grunge. She was. She poet. would have been uh, definitely in the group with Daria. Yeah. She. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely so. the group. Of, you know, going to Starbucks, drinking their coffees. Ironically. Wearing her beret. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She was into art. Quote art. Yeah. yeah. And it was very ironic art because mm. everything was ironic. It was the '90s. Don't you, you know? think? Is what Morris said. Nice. Yeah. What what was what was your Nicktoon then, of choice? I mean, like we were talking about before, but I, it's just so much. Uh, I mean, like Ren Simpy be my my one, but I actually did like SpongeBob. It came out in '99. I gave it a shot. The first season was really great. After that, the first I four seasons actually. I don't remember any of that. I remember episodes. Uh, the first four seasons uh, are gold because that's when um, Hill and Brandt, the creator, and all of the original writers, they were on point. Which to explain some of the the absurd gross close-ups in Spongebob to go back to Ren and Stimpy some of the animators in Spongebob were animators of Ren and Stimpy so that's why you get some of the weird close-ups like that but they all got fired the original creator and the writers after season 4 so they left and that's when the quality started dipping well I mean like I remember episodes like I remember you know when Spongebob was trying to get his license scared Mrs. Puff all the time you know (laughs) so on and so forth but Ren and Stimpy was a show that surprised me as an adult now growing up because I was a lot to watch Nickelodeon. There was a point in time when I was growing up when I was not allowed to watch MTV because it was all about the sex. That's what I was told by my mom. And even their animation run, Liquid Television, uh, was doing some weird, awesome things too. Yeah, like The Head or something like that it was called. The Max. Max and Neon Flux and blah, blah. Uh, but uh, no, I was not allowed to watch MTV because it was about the sex. I was allowed to watch VH1 because it was for older people. <laughs> uh, but I never watched any because still Nickelodeon was my bag. Uh, and I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons or South Park, but Ren and Stimpy, no problem. It uh, I was Because allowed. it's on Nickelodeon. I was not allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Really? And my mom monitored that shit like hardcore. How it... Uh, it... How it lasted as long as it did at that time frame is amazing. To know some of the lengths they go. Well, it would it would it, it, it wouldn't last five minutes now. You don't think? With this PC culture, absolutely not. I don't think it's as a PC as you think. Oh, I, I 100. percent Well, they had the Ren and Stimpy adult party cartoon. They did it in the early 2000s. Yeah, on on Spike. Yeah. Yeah, early 2000 on the Man's Channel. It didn't last Spike. very long. You know what I mean? Because they're very obviously gay in that show. Obviously. No, and yeah, Ren and Stimpy would not. They took the gross factor way beyond what most normal stomachs could handle, too. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> you get the classic Space Madness episode. Mm. I've only seen like I think three segments of a Ren and Stimpy show. Oh well, Space Madness. If you ever get a chance, YouTube it. Oh no, I've I've got the first two seasons, so I will be introducing him to him, and it's yeah. the only two seasons that are. So another one. Let's write that on the list. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Space Madness is great just because it's just crazy. And Ren and Stimpy are astronauts in space. 
Uh, there's I can't remember the title, but I it's one of the most famous ones where Ren is he's he has no teeth, but his his the the nerve endings of his teeth are still attached to his gums, and, and he's yanking him out. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. Yes, uh, but the Space Madness one is uh, Ren goes mad, and he is taking a bath. And he believes that the bar of soap is his childhood ice cream bar. And Stimpy is going to take away his ice cream bar. And there are vivid nightmare scenes of him saying, No, man, this is my ice cream bar. You cannot take it. And Ren say, and Stimpy saying, Now, now, calm down now. Clearly this guy's going insane. Which, do you know who voices Stimpy? No. Billy West. Who, who does Fry? Who does Doug? Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, you got don't whiz on the electric fence. Boom. <laughs> but I okay, so I the one bit that I remember vividly is I do believe it's Ren just unmercifully beating the shit out of Stimpy in a closet. That's majority of the episodes. Okay. I I can't tell you which one. But like, is does they do they normally end with like Stimpy asking him why? Yeah. Why, Ren? Oh, okay. Why would you do this to him? Oh, yeah. Because, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. And then you also, you got Powder Toast oh, Man. Man. It's, oh, yeah. But it was, what was great also about Ren and Stimpy was how much it was poking fun at commercialism. That's exactly what it was. It was straight, like, one of their best segments is the commercial, why... So, one of the great things about 90s cartoons were also the toy commercials. Just in your face. You had to have it. You're not, you're not, a, you're not a true kid if you don't have this this Christmas. Whoa! <laughs> awesome! And one of the things that they use, one of, the, one of the faux commercials in their shows is called Log. Log, it's log, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's log, it's log. It's better than great, it's log. <laughs> and it's just literally a log rolling down. Or better, down it's this. great, it's good, or something like that. Yeah, it's it's just it's so like Ren and was cool because it was how in the hell, even as a young kid, how in the hell did the people that own now the executives of Nickelodeon allow this to get on here? I mean, this is hardcore. And then it's also like yeah, I shouldn't be watching this. But yeah, you love to watch. It's just none of the shows make sense. I Not a single you, episode. When you're a kid, you're just you're you're taken in by the visuals and and the insanity. Yeah. As you get older, it is one of those shows that if you go back to, you're like, there is some clever commentary. Yeah. Webbed right in every little episode. But then you also realize that there was no continuity at all, because it was a 30 minute show, but they had two 15 minute segments, and that one segment followed a narrative. Uh, it was just whatever the writers came up with and pulled out of their ass. It was it, it, it broke grounds too. I thoroughly believe that if it weren't for Red and Stimpy, we wouldn't have uh, it, Animaniacs wouldn't have come around and Freakazoid wouldn't have come around because those two shows poke heavy fun at our country's politics and economics. And Red and Stimpy was doing that first. Like it was one of the first cartoons to be like, no, shit is not right in our country, and mm. let's poke fun at it while. Mm. Making kids laugh by doing butt and fart jokes. Yeah, and the don't whiz on your fence. That's the last thing is that they had another was a faux commercial, where it was a game where you, it was like Monopoly, but in the center of it going across was literally an electric fence, and the whole point of the game was you don't want to whiz on the electric fence. So now Cartoon Network. Well, uh, are there any other cartoon or uh, Nicktoons that you guys enjoyed? Oh yeah, plenty. I mean, if, if we're on the top, since we're to feed off of uh, Ren and Stimpy, yeah. 
uh, in terms of social commentary and adult themes, you have to talk about Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's yeah, modern yeah, life. yeah. Brandon and I have said many times it's amazing that Rocco is this phone sex uh, phone sex operator dude. And, right? and the thing is, uh, you never notice these things because they're mm. all very adult. And if you're not, mm-hmm. if you if you are, you know, not to disparage anybody, but if you're raised by no good nicks, mm-hmm. you might know, you might catch on to the masturbation jokes. Yeah, and then, uh, peeping toms. Like and there then, was a, one of the even as a kid, I can because uh, I was watching a lot of horror movies at the time, so I understood the classic teenagers climbing up a ladder, just peeking on girls getting undressed or pillow fighting. So, so there's a moment in Ren and Stim- or Ren and Stim- there's a moment in Rocco's where uh, his grass, Rocco's grass is just high, really high, and he finally mows it, and there are fairies, there are female fairies in scantily bikinis. And there's a male fairy, he gets surprised by Rocco, and he's like, ooh, ooh, hee! <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> with his hands, he, there's no action, but his hands are, his back's to us, but his hands are near his crotch area. And he turns to Rocco, and he smi- gives like a, a sleazy smile, like "Oops, you caught me!" And then he flies away. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I always, I always liked uh, Heifer the cow. That's mm-hmm. pretty funny. Uh, Filbert, or yeah, Filbert, Filbert the uh, the uh, the uh, turtle. Uh, he was always fun. I watched Rocco's Modern Life a lot. I watched Hey Arnold a lot. Um, the greatest Hey Arnold episode, and I will fight you for it, is uh, the Haunted Train episode. That's what I was gonna say. Train, that so. is that that is the best Hey Arnold episode of all time. Yeah. It's yeah. great. You can make that into a movie. And not Hey Arnold. You can actually can make that into a legitimate, actual, scary movie. Yeah. I feel. And Don't no, you no. think so? No, that's why that's exactly what I was gonna say. The Hunter Train episode. I don't remember what I don't remember the exact title of the episode, but I think that's a great I think that episode is a great distillation of what the essence of Hey Arnold is. Right? Mm-hmm. And then like everything's all like make believe or it's like, hey, you're not actually in hell, you're in a steel mill or whatever. And then that last frame of the haunted train conductor on the front of the locomotive with the... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, He's pushing the coal in, I think, right? What's that instrument called? I don't know. Where it, it, You have the two things, and you press it together. And... Oh, the flume? I think it's called oh, a flume. Where you, you got to add air? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was right. he was playing that, you know, and I'm just like, oh, that's creepy. You know, because everything was like, oh, it's fine. It's oh, fun. Wait, he was playing it. Yeah, he was playing it. Oh, oh so an accordion. An accordion. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Because he said to he was like the fire for the coal. No, yeah, because because remember in the episode, you know, he was like he was playing the accordion, and then like you also know that the train's haunted when it smells like eggs or whatever, and all these things have a logical explanation in the Hey Arnold episode. But that last frame of the actual ghost showing up on the front of the locomotive when it's driving, and he's doing the I'm like, oh, that's great. I think I think Hey Arnold's probably a number two for me. Um... Just because, like, I, like I said earlier, they played like that was one that was always on a constant rotation. It was great. Doug vanished when Disney bought it. They stopped showing Rugrats after uh, a time. I don't. I barely remember all real monsters. So you probably uh, Angry Beavers was another one. Angry. I, I used to really like Angry Beavers, but like I think the main rotation when I was when I was really in like watching Nickelodeon. Yeah. Was I was SpongeBob. Yeah. Hey Arnold, mm-hmm. Wild Thornberries, and Rocket Power. Yeah, mm. see, Rocket Power was on. I never watched Wild Thornberries, but I did. Uh, mine was Doug, Ren and Stimpy, Hey Arnold, and um, All Real Monsters, and all those. But I w- Cat Dog came out in Cat 90, Dog. 98, 99. I think it was ninety eight. And I didn't like it to begin with. It was it was Cat Dog was supposed to be this big ordeal because they had it premiere after the Kids Choice Awards. It was like don't. 
don't forget cat dogs premiering tonight and like everybody's excited to see it you know and it, it was like wow this is shit for um if, I might be wrong on this for wild you mentioned wild thornberries uh is Tim Curry Nigel yeah okay I thought so <laughs> I, I, I that's don't the know. dad he's the dude with the huge mustache I, I've never seen the show oh, oh okay that, that came out what 2000s 98 I yeah. never watched it? Yeah, it was one of the ones when they did, when, like, Spongebob came out, and then there was another show that was sort of big, but wasn't, I don't remember where Zim? it was. Zim? Invader Zim? Because he loves Invader Zim. I think Zim was, was 2000. Yeah, but, like, they had, like, they, because they, I always went in cycles where they would, they would premiere, like, the same year, they would premiere three different, three brand new shows at different parts of the year, different seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, one would be in January, one would be in summer, one would be in, like, November. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but, yeah, like, 98 was, like, a, like, the watershed where everything rolled over. Gotcha. Hmm. Well, I, I, I brought up Invader Zim. I never got into this, but I know Invader Zim was really popular with Hot Topic people. I've never seen an episode of Invader Zim. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Invader Zim either. So. <laughs> but Hot Topic people love Invader Zim still to this day, though. I guess. If you go to Hot Topic, you're going to see Invader Zim shit. Yeah, and you're also going to see Nightmare Before Christmas, and you're going to see Hello Kitty. And... God, commercialism's beautiful, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Why is Invader Zim so fucking cool? Uh, again, the social commentary. Uh, there was a lot of things that um, that Invader Zim pokes fun at, and a lot of it is the how I avoid, how I always perceived it whenever I watched Invader Zim is it pokes fun at almost like the nuclear family, even though it's set in two thousands. It's still poking fun at that because I think oh, what's his name Vasquez Jonah Vasquez, the creator. I think he was born around that time, around the time where families had to be structured, you had to be uniform. So I think that's where a lot of his his creativity comes from, is wanting to make fun of, well, you know, the dad's got to work, the mom's got to stay home, you know? And, and that's, I don't know, it, there's lots of things that that show pokes fun of in, that, in those terms, and I think it, it resonates for a lot of people. Uh, it was a better time back then, wasn't it? <sighs> because, uh... The, the main character, his dad is never home. He's a scientist. He's always working. Uh, the that's mother's cool. nowhere in the picture. Yep. So, I mean, that's also to be looked at because around, like, uh, around the time that The Shining in the movie was made, that's also another example of the nuclear family breaking apart. Like, that's when families, divorce was becoming a big issue. That should be illegal. And uh, so, I don't know. I think in terms of Vasquez's childhood, how he was growing up, I think it's just a model off of that, how he saw his childhood. And it was just a you know, he's got uh, he's got comics called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Jesus Christ! Which is every episode is Johnny committing homicidal deeds, and he's it's the, almost the same art, very just dark, very brooding, but there is clever commentary in every issue. Hmm. Yeah, I don't got anything on Invader Zim. I know what he looks like, but other than that, I don't know anything. His uh, robot pet Gur. Oh, oh, the oh, <laughs> oh, that's right, the dog. He wears a dog costume to fit in with because they need to fit in with society. So ah. people don't understand that. But so, that's another thing I love about Invader Zim. Everyone in this world is stupid. Everyone is just ugly and gross, and they consume and consume, and they just get like a. It's called Jesus. One of the uh, food chains is called Bloaty's Pizza, and it's just a hog with snot coming out of its nose. Bloaty's Pizza. <laughs> Jesus. And the mascot's just this like just tired drunken guy in a in a pig suit. He's like, Hey kids, look. <laughs> <laughs> it pokes fun at everything. That's fucking hilarious. If, hey, you, if you actually watch Invader Zim, if you go to some episodes, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, it's it's America in a nutshell." You know that is 
That is the unicorn that I want to see in my life. In, in, in real life, not on TV. A drunken fast food chain mascot? I want to see a drunken Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Drunk at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I just want to see the great white unicorn. <laughs> I just want to see, because that, that's hilarious. And I want to see the guy that's full of shame. And he's a Chuck E. Cheese guy. Hey, kids! <laughs> well, that's the thing in this show, too. It's like, all the kids are the normal one in this world. It's the adults. All the adults in this world are just stupid, and they're just... They're, Drunk? I don't know. There's always flies buzzing around their heads, and it's... I don't know. It's weird. I love it. So in fan theory, all the parents are dead. <laughs> Since there's flies it, always over their head. Is there another Cartoon Network show that you're thinking about that I may not know of, that I may remember, or is there... I mean, uh... To counteract, because they were both horror-themed, to counteract Nickelodeon's All Real Monsters, I was going to talk about Cartoon Network's Courage of the Cowardly Dog. Never saw Courage? Don't even know what that... Oh, I know the I know the cartoon on Sunday, uh, the, the, the the comic strip. What? They have a comic strip? Of Courage? It wasn't there? No, that was Mother Goose Grimm. Never mind. <laughs> There's Marmaduke. That's a dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was thinking Mom, Mother Goose because it looks exactly the same. Oh. Continue, though. No, no, no. What You've Courage. never seen a single episode of Courage? Nope. How is that possible? I, didn't, I probably didn't care for it. Well, I mean, I guess, because what, because uh, it came out in 99? Yeah, so you were 12? Yeah, that wasn't that. It was not my thing. And it ended in 2002. Uh, again, just like All Room Monsters, went four seasons. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what, I'm a huge fan of All Real Monsters. However, in terms of theming, I think Courage handled it better. Courage was this weird, abstract, surrealistic show that dealt with loneliness. It dealt with uh, depression. It dealt with uh, how does like one of my? Are you aware of Freaky Fred? The the movie? No, for oh, uh, Drop Dead Fred. I'm thinking Drop Dead Fred. Um, it's uh, if I remember right, it's um, Muriel's nephew, Freaky Fred, who always oh, it's the teeth. Yeah. He's the one with the teeth. Always wants to cut hair. Like, that That whole episode's about, you know, essentially sociopathic behavior. And it's, I don't know, I, I love, the, the show was not afraid to handle such deep, dark themes like that. And it was very odd, and I think that's something that, why I didn't catch on at the time, was because of its surrealistic nature. No one quite understood what the show was trying to do. I wasn't a fan of Curse the Cowardly Dog when I was younger, just because I, like, I, like you said, I thought it was really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like most of the shows didn't do anything because they're all like locked room stories, yeah, bottle episodes and shit. Well, wasn't the wasn't the owner, the grandmother, always in trouble and almost on the verge of death, and he saves her? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the, something because he is a shy, timid dog. So the whole point of each episode is for him to find the courage to do to it. go out and save. See, him. I know the concept. I just don't. Hmm. You have Eunice and Muriel. Right, uh, Eustace. Eustace. Oh, that's yeah. right. It's 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 an old man and woman. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's their dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they live on like a, this house in the middle of a barren farm, middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. Yep. Which there is, a, I want to, I wanted to mention this fan theory, which is actually one of the best ones ever conjured. And uh, someone released this on their blog uh, about seven, six, seven years ago. Their whole thing was, it's actually not in the middle of nowhere. It's actually in a nice neighborhood, and the reason why it's middle of nowhere is because Courage himself has never left his backyard. So all he knows is what exists within the, the barriers and perimeters of the fence. And because he's so emotionally abused and damaged by the, the male owner, 
he perceives that is how he perceives humanity. Everyone is dangerous. So all of the villains that show up in the show are actually caricatures of what Courage sees as humanity. That's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredibly sad. Not as sad as the Rugrats well, Rug fan theory. Yeah, the one where they're all... Angelicus, they're all aborted and miscarried children. Mm-hmm. But even outside of that theory, when you're talking about how sad it is, I mean, it is very. It, there are some things like the way Eustace treats Courage is very fucked up. Is it? I don't. Is he busy physically abusive? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Not more emotionally than he is physically. He does toss Courage around a few here and there, but he emotionally damages him. Like That's it, the old man. Yeah, he's the one. The booga 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 puts the mask on. No. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> But no. he's always, he's got this giant tiki mask that he always puts on, and it scares Courage, almost putting him into a heart attack. So he just wants to fuck with him. He hates, he's actually not a fan of Courage. He actually doesn't want the dog in the house at all. That's funny. But it's, I don't know, I, there are a lot of episodes where, uh, I think one of the saddest episodes, I can remember as a kid tearing up, and it uh, goes into Courage's past, and how he was abandoned by his parents, and he just wrapped in a, like, wrapped in a, a baby's diaper and, and crying. And, of course he would be in a diaper. And Muriel finds him on the street, like a barren, desolate street, and he's just sobbing. No, don't know where to go, where his parents are, and it's just like, good God, man. Yeah, but if that fan <laughs> theory is true, that probably is not true either, though. I don't know. Courage is like the Joker. If he had a past, it would be multiple choice. Hmm. Uh, what's interesting, too, I wanted to bring up this. I actually did not know this. Um, the first essential pilot episode of Courage is called... Uh, the Chicken from Outer Space, and it actually was nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, wow. Because uh, it's short. Right. Animated short, but it lost to a Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> I don't know what Wallace and Gromit is. You know what Wallace, Wallace and Gromit are uh, Ardman uh, Studio. Thanks, Ardman Studios. Claymation. Oh, God. Stop right. I'm done. They are, fa- they are fantastic. No. Oh, no man. They are wonderful. I love Wallace and Gromit. Can't do it. You can't do a single Claymation movie. I can't do claymation or stop motion. That's why I can't watch Nightmare uh, Night Before Christmas. It freaks me out. Hmm. Oh, claymation just bothers you? It just freaks me out. Interesting. I mean, like, what was the one that came out uh, a year or two, uh, last year or this year? Uh, Kubico? Kubico and the Two Strings? Oh, just Kubo. Kubo. Yeah, couldn't watch it. I saw the trailer in the theaters, like, I'm not seeing this shit. <laughs> not seeing it. Paranorman's really good. I was surprised yeah. by Paranorman. Gina wanted to watch Paranorman. I got five minutes into it because I thought, hey, I'm 20... 8, 29 at the 27, I don't know. Yeah, that was about probably five years ago. So. Yeah, I was, hey, I'm 26 years old, whatever. I I can handle this shit. Gina, I'm freaking out! <laughs> I couldn't watch. I just, it just freaks me the fuck out. It's like ants underneath my skin when I watch something like that. Hmm. Like, and I'm, you know, oh yeah, can't watch that before Christmas. Can't. So did you, have, did you ever watch the PJs on Fox? No, because it freaked me the fuck out. Right. Claymation, stop motion, animation. Like a King Kong stop motion in 30 seconds do. But like, shit like what we're discussing. No. Interesting. No. You show me that shit, I will walk away. Okay. Because I will... I can, uh, you showed me Coraline. Oh, okay. I had nightmares for weeks. Wow. Because the spider lady thing. It freaked me the fuck <laughs> out, man. <laughs> anyway, I'll shut up. But yeah, I mean, courage. I, I, I think a lot of it too... For a lot of fans, it's the 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 bizarre plots. There was a lot of things too that mess with you mentally. I think it, the the creator John R. Dilworth did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. There's a, an episode that involves a hamster, and they all get they all get lost in his his like it's it's their parody play off of Willy Wonka. But there's this oh, 
There is this jingle in this episode that is constant for the almost 20 minute run. It's a gerbil's world. It's a gerbil's world. And he just continues and continues. And he gets to the point where you get to the end of the episode, you're wanting to just punch the television. <laughs> but it, it's there's something about it, too, that's so pleasing. It's, it's the way it's able to just piss you off but still draw you in. I don't know. It's very odd. So when you edit the show, I need you to find that. And put that in the background, and we'll see how many people we kill accidentally. Okay. <laughs> It'll be like our Halloween 3 season of The Witch, where, you know, they turn it on, and then the kids are listening to the show, and all of a sudden their skulls turn into insects and, and, and snakes for no reason. But to end my thing on it, a lot of fans look at it's it, they look at the cartoon as one of the first examples of just using a, a network cartoon as a medium for visual art. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of beautiful compensation there's a lot of wonderful art designs. Uh, I don't know. It's definitely memorable. There's no stop motion in it. Uh, there, if I remember, there is one like um, Ramsey's uh, Ramsey, the the uh, the haunted the like the mystical mummy. Okay. He is. Like, uh, <laughs> he's not stop motion. He's paper cut out, like what early forms of uh, South Park was. Okay, I can handle that. Or like Angela Anaconda, if anyone remembers that shit. No. Don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Don't even know. Um, but yeah, in, in Cartoon Network for you guys? Any other shows? I mean, like, I know of the Powerpuff Girls. I mean, I know they're made of sugar and spice and everything nice. And Chemical X. And Chemical X. I know the Mojo Dude. Um, I've seen maybe an episode of two. It was on Netflix one time. Gina freaked out. One of, my, watch it. one of my favorite things from Powerpuff Girls, and I can't find it on YouTube. I don't. I don't know if it's ever been uploaded, I but I cannot find it when I search for it. Because uh, one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite things, it's because it's incredibly ridiculous. And I know it happened. I know I know I did not imagine this. There is an episode where the Powerpuff Girls um, put a smart hat on a monkey, a female monkey, to get her to infiltrate Mojo Jojo's gang that, had some, that has Fuzzy Blumpkin and him. I think there's another character. Fuzzy Blumkin. Yeah, he's just a hillbilly redneck. He's got a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> and, people know, <laughs> and people know what a Blumkin is, I'm assuming. No, it might be Fuzzy Bumpkin, because a Bumpkin is a, another slang yeah. for redneck. So it might be Fuzzy Bumpkin. Okay, yeah, because you say Blumkin, I'm thinking of something else. Well, I, that would be... I, I probably say Blumkin, because I, I, like, I guess I, in my heart I wish it was Blumkin. Yeah, um, right. Must be Bumpkin, then. Fuzzy Bumpkin. Fuzzy Bumpkins. Country Bumpkin. Got he's it. a country Bumpkin. He, he, he wears overalls, a hat. He's got one tooth, and he carries a sawed-off shotgun. It's a kid's cartoon, everybody. Yep. Um, but there's so in that episode, um, Mojo falls in love with her, as you as you're wont to do when you're a talking monkey and you find another talking mon- or another smart monkey, and um, they do crimes, but they're like petty crimes, like small things, because she's trying to get him to not do like the I'm gonna take over the world stuff. And then uh, they go to a grocery store, and the two other guys, him and Fuzzy Bumpkins, they're asking like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And they're just putting all these stuff in their cart, right? And the plan is they're just going to take them. They're just going to take them all. And they ask him, why are we doing this? And Mojo says, no, guys. I'm paraphrasing. He, sa- uh, he says, no, guys. It's okay. it's all right because they're all white. <laughs> I can't find the clip anywhere. What's all white? <laughs> the groceries that they're throwing in the cart that they can steal, that they're going to steal because it's all right because they're all white. Yeah. And that... If it's white, it it's all be... right. If it's black, send it back. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, if, yeah, you can extrapolate that into something a lot more serious than a kid's cartoon should cover. But that's one of my favorite Powerpuff Girl moments. Is it? Yeah. I've, I've, I have seen a Powerpuff 
anime porn parody. That was weird. Oh, is that the one where they uh, having sex with Austin Powers? <laughs> I, I don't know. It was just the girls, and then the and then, and then there weren't little girls when the sex started to happen. They were like adults. When uh, like Flash media, like Flash cartoons, mm. became big on the internet, like 2002, 2003, whatever. Yeah. There's there's one where Austin Powers, like they don't they don't show them having sex. Like he like the beginning of the cartoon is like he wakes up in bed with them, and they're uh, I think it's Blossom is like we have or, yeah I think she starts conversation she says we have something to tell you, and then goes I think uh, Buttercup, and uh, she uh, she says we're not eighteen, but. And then Bubble says, when you add all of our ages together, we are. Oh, my God. That that sounds amazing. The pink one was my favorite. Blossom, the leader? Yeah, or Blossom. you mean the villain? No, the pink Powerpuff. I thought the blue one was the villain. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought the blue one was the leader. No, no Bubbles. Bubbles is like the incompetent and kind of dumb one. They have to kind of get to do And then there's right? a green one. Buttercup. Buttercup. She's the hard-edged, angry one. She's like, uh, she's the Raphael of the group. Okay, then I like the blue one then because I like the dumb ones. Because <laughs> because because she's blonde, right? Yep. Yeah, blonde and dumb. That's why the I bubbles. like. Yeah, bubbles. Blossom, bubbles, and Voiced by Tara Strong. I who don't is, know. Who. Uh, wonderful voice actress. She does. Uh, she's actually the voice for Ben Ten. Harlequin. Yep. Harlequin. It's just Harlequin in the Batman animated series. Oh, the one that we grew up with. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. God. The only one that matters. She did. She did voiced him in Arkham. I voiced her in all the Arkham games too. Oh, good. Yeah. Because she's amazing in that. And sexy. Harley Quinn or Tara Strong? Tara Strong's a beautiful woman. Mm. She's she... blonde, stacked right up your alley. Is she dumb? <laughs> I have no idea. Daddy issues? No idea. Damn. Anyways. I, I got nothing else. Now, you, did you ever... Uh, so, I was going to talk about Dexter's Laboratory. Um, I don't remember... But the problem was I don't really remember a whole lot about Dexter's other than like the basic premise I remember some of the mech suits he built, but outside of that, I can't really pinpoint like specific moments and episodes and things like that. Um, but I was going to talk about it in conjunction with Doug, but we dropped that format. Uh, but I like I I was not really into the cartoon cartoons as a kid. Like I said earlier, I was more into like the Hanna Barbera and the the, the Looney Tunes that they showed. Uh, though I did like uh, Cow and Chicken. I thought Cow and Chicken was really fun, uh, just because it's, again, like a nonsensical, zany, over-the-top sort of thing, and you have the main villain is uh, the devil. Which Really? Is, the uh, main villain's a devil? It's yeah. the, the big red guy. He has horns and a crooked tail, and he wears no pants. Right. Is that the cartoon with the devil with the ass? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yep. show was always... The guy has the ass. Yeah. The guy mm-hmm. has an ass. Well, same thing with Cow. Like, you'd always see Cow's ass. Yeah, the crease. I know the villain now. And there's, the guy with the ass, gotcha. And there's always a moment where they, like, almost fetishize when she chokes chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, time. like, grabs him by the throat and kind of shakes him up and down almost every episode. Like a shake weight? Yeah, like a good old-fashioned. Choking the chicken. Does he give her a cab fare? <laughs> I would say, uh, probably not to an extent as Ren and Stimpy, but I always looked at Cow and Chicken as Cartoon Network's answer to Ren and Stimpy. I gotta see this because she chokes a chicken and it's 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 it's, it's the just devil like, with the with the with the with the ass. It's just uh, like almost every episode, like chicken does something wrong or he makes somebody mad, and they'll grab him by the throat, and it turns into a close up of them grabbing him by the throat and squeezing, and his face like usually turns red, like Homer does to Bart Simpson. Yeah, not yeah, not with both hands and shaking, but like it's just a close up of him, like medium shot where you see his head and like a little bit of his chest and a hand crushing his throat and shaking him up and down. 
that's clearly masturbation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's an episode. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the episode is, but there's a there's a moment where a female biker gang, the Buffalo Gals, the Buffalo Gals oh break. In, the, their whole mo is they break into houses and they eat the carpets. <laughs> it was actually banned. And it shows them coming in, like they get down on the floor two by two and just like eat the carpet and they leave. And you have to be aware of them because they're all going to come. They're going to eat our carpets, the Buffalo Gals. And uh, the whole crux is that uh, Cal joins the Buffalo Gals. <laughs> it's, it's, it's women eating carpet. Yes. Yeah. Carpet you, munchers. You can extrapolate, yep. Yeah, and Cal's was, a woman, I'm assuming? That was. She's the girl, yeah. Yeah. Brother and sister. Oh. You can't question the, this shit. The parents, though. mom and dad, uh, they never given names, are just legs. And then when they show, they, I think there's an episode where they finally show the head, like the upper body, and it's just legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a play on the peanuts, where you never uh, see that. Yeah, I, I get it, but the, the, the chicken's the brother and the cow's the sister. Mm-hmm. Okay, all well, right. Cat dog, one fine day with a wolf and a bird. Baby was born and it caused a little stir. I want to see cow and chicken now because this sounds. I mean, can I can can I find the carpet muncher episode on YouTube? I, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, because it was that was that was one of the episodes that went too far for parents, obviously, and uh, Cartoon Network pulled it How? immediately. How can I go too far? I mean, literally, it's just a lady bicycle gang eating carpets in their house, and that's all it is. If the parents know what a carpet muncher is, then. How dirty are the parents? I would argue. But they had no problem with the scenes of chicken being choked right. and throttled. No, I, again, but I'm saying though, these are just villains that eat somebody's carpet. Not even they're not. I mean, they're not presented as villains. They're pre- presented as kind of a nuisance. Mm-hmm. They're just more a nuisance. than anything. How's like, diff- yeah. How's it any different than a uh, than episode where cow and chicken have to defeat the termites? There's no, there's no, and no, there's no sexual innuendo with that. I'm just asking. <laughs> I mean, like, if parents really are, like, how dirty are the parents? Exactly. Because you're going to tell me that an eight-year-old's going to know that that means pussy licking? Yeah, I mean... I mean, I wouldn't have known that. I, I wouldn't have known that at age of I seven or I eight. never would have caught on either. I mean, honestly. Parents are trying to protect their children. I think... I think that's not there. I was say, I think parents are just nervous that their kids are going to go around on the playground like saying, I'm a carpet muncher! <laughs> and they're going to have to get a talking to with the teacher. And we all know parents hate talking and disciplining their kids. Talking to and disciplining their children. No, no, I would... Lo- I, I, I can't wait. I do it now. Hmm. So... But we're not going to bore you guys with that one. We hope everybody's enjoyed this episode. Of- oh, we done? Yeah, well... Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you had any more. Do you have any more? I, I mean, I... We I barely touched on cartoon cartoons, but like I... I mean, yeah, I know I know more about Nicktoons than I do cartoon yeah, cartoons. Yeah, there can I'm, always be a part two. Okay, always a part two. But make sure to check this episode at movieguyspodcast.com at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. On Twitter, search iOpenPod. On Facebook, Movie Guys Podcast. Also on iTunes, search Movie Guys Podcast. You can find this show and others such Movie Guys Podcast for your distraction, underground hot pot, and hey, I like that game. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. Brother Brandon, thank you for joining me. Hello, everyone. I mean, um, adios. He was waiting for the whole time. <laughs> and best friend Ryan, thank you. You're welcome. And have a good night. Good night, everybody. Yeah.